This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. No one gets through life alone. We have to look out for each other and lift each other up. And she made sure I learned the words from our Methodist faith. Do all the good you can for all the people you can in all the ways you can as long as ever you can. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And being a libertarian identifies that what Hillary just said about her Methodist faith and doing as much as you can for other people, uh, to paraphrase, is it contradicts the libertarian distinction that government is force. It has the power to take stuff and to kill people. And that's about it. I mean, all they have is the power to drag you off and lock you up. And that's not, in in my sense of ethics or religion or whatever, charity, I don't recognize that that as being you doing good. She's not doing it. Is she? How much money is in uh, the Clinton Foundation? That's supposed to be charitable, but there's a lot of scandal around that. And these these guys do end up crazy rich i mean it just makes no sense that people who spend their lives in so-called public service end up rich like that so there's the flaw in the argument the fundamental issue of using force to redistribute wealth we touched on that before uh, before we broke i want to get to more calls maybe some tweets 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk we're talking about the democratic national convention your takeaways from that and uh and tweets do i have any tweets at monica perez show yes from david david says the expression is run the table as in pool <laughs> okay but earlier i had said there were this expression was all over the media in last year during the primaries republican primaries that trump like i'm saying set the table clear the table like that's definitely my my mom <laughs> reference point not like a gambling or pool reference point so he was running the table okay thank you for that anything else yeah from dean dean says i think there are two reasons from for libya the arms rat line and Gaddafi desire for gold dinar for oil sales oh uh, yes we yeah that one confuses me a little bit i don't know that much about it okay good uh i do i do understand what he's saying he is saying that Gaddafi was a a real leader in north africa again i feel like he he was uh, actually a socialist and not fantastic socialist either there was a lot a lot of money and i think that those guys did have the highest standard of living in africa as far as i recall but it still wasn't that high a standard but one thing that he was rumored to have done if not actually setting down the path of introducing a gold dinar to africa like a gold coin a gold unit of currency like south africa had and if you can if you can maintain a gold currency compared to the rest of the world you can really uh benefit you can really bring wealth and power to your community so that's the kind of thing they don't want you to have so i could see that i haven't been able to confirm that although i've looked into it and i know uh but i do believe that our involvement in libya and syria uh and iraq the original 
Iraqi action was called Operation Iraqi Liberation. Its acronym was OIL. That was when we first, can you believe that? So that's what, if that doesn't tell you, they changed it. But if you wiki Operation Iraqi Liberation, it'll redirect you to that thing. So I, th- I, I totally don't believe that she went in there for humanitarian reasons or that it's in our interest of self-defense. But let's, I uh, got lots of calls on, on the different themes that came up in the DN- DNC. So again, 800 WSB Talk. I am going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. The, uh, yeah, the, um, uh, the the one thing that I don't is kind of flying under the radar screen a little bit are these uh, court cases that have just overturned voter ID laws in Texas, Wisconsin, and North Carolina. Uh, you mentioned earlier about the fixes in. I think this is all part of it. Oh, yes. I saw the headline about North Carolina, but I didn't snap to the broader implications. Interesting. Yeah. Give me another yeah, think, little I, sentence I, on that. Yeah, I think uh, all these will be overturned after the election. But, uh, I mean, some of the things in North Carolina, you, you'll be able to go up and, and register to vote uh, and vote on the same day. Uh, I mean, they they wow. every single part of that law, and it, it is it, it's it's stunning what they did with that court. Uh, those federal judges did, and and uh, I just think it's all part of this uh, this fixes in for Hillary. I think there's going to yeah. be more voter fraud in this election than yeah. we've ever seen in our country's history. There's a a I've actually recently just put together some videos and other statements articles about widespread election fraud i didn't even scratch the surface VoterGA.org really focuses on it in georgia and uh richard shernan's blog he's a real democrat but he uh, focuses on that and really does the statistics on it and i had some videos from some uh voter machine engineer uh whistleblower saying how he was actually asked to fix the vote in ohio in I think 2004, but the the voter ID stuff, it just kind of irks me because I have a good friend who's liberal and she she hates voter ID laws because she thinks they're prejudicial or uh, you know encourage whatever penalize minorities and and she and I went to law school together and I always say that or there's a kind of basic tenet of law that you can't really have a law that can't be enforced. So my proposal to her was then just don't have rules. Don't have rules that you have to be. I'm not I'm not I'm not actually proposing this. I'm just saying you could ask somebody, why would you not want voter ID laws if you actually have criteria? Why not just admit that you don't want criteria and just being present in this country is enough to vote? Because it really is. And is that is that what you want? And that that also makes people annoyed about immigration because if you if just being present in this country allows you to vote without any qualification, then that's why people get freaked out by large numbers of immigrants. And for me, I don't even care. I'm not a huge defender of democracy in that democracy is more often used against our fundamental rights, like the Bill of Rights. But I, I worry about it if it's used to promote uh to elect somebody who's going to get a supreme court justice who is not going to defend the bill of rights you know so i just i think the voter issue is the the voter id issue is a valid issue 
And I think there are a lot of avenues that they're going to go down for that they always do for voter fraud and election fraud. Really check out some of those sources. I think blackbox.org or .com is another one. And after that, you will not ever trust an election if you don't watch your little paper ballot and hang out with it and walk the little shoebox to City Hall. If you're not doing that, you're, you just can't trust the vote, in my opinion. I'm going to Linda in Roswell. Linda, you're on with Monica. Oh, hey, Monica. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to make a point regarding something a previous caller said a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I have worked for a number of years in philanthropy and social services. And I wanted to make the point that a lot of the upper class, the very upper class, are the ones that support the social services programs behind the scenes by making donations and funding community-based social services. So that is know. such that is such a great point. And I will I'll just add on to that a couple of things. If you go back and read some of the 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 leaders, the kind of businessmen who were leaders in the community, if you go back to, I don't know, I'd say the early 20th century. Uh-huh. I read a lot of old stuff like that just to, because I feel like today everything's censored and you're never going to get good. Just the stuff was more honest back then, it seems like to me. Right. And a lot of those guys, these businessmen, I, a huge percentage, like I felt like the overwhelming feeling from them was morals, ethics, that they felt that way, giving back, like there was just a culture of businessmen and that the more you have government control of the economy, the more businessmen have to be cronies, have to be in bed with the government, have to maneuver politically to get laws and regulations and tax laws in their favor. So that was that's one thing. Can you follow me there? Yeah. No, yeah. That makes total sense. And, yes. you know, it's, it's the IRS that requires these people that have this, this level of finances to give away, I think it's between 4 and 5% annually in their assets. Uh, um, yes, yes. For if you have like a trust or a foundation or something, yes, that's right. That's right. So, right. so there is there. The, I feel like there's a change in the morality, in the in the vibe, in the culture among businessmen when you can't you can't become a successful entrepreneur, really a mass wealth, without already checking your ethics at the door. I think that's becoming increasingly true as we get more to this like socialist world. And then I would also say one other thing. If if those gals, I, I just remember when I was an investment banker in New York, and a lot of the guys' wives in Connecticut, their social their social life was uh, fundraising. So they got a lot of value out of that. They got a lot of uh, respect and self respect, and and it's because they had the time and the money to do it. And I would would suggest, and I've suggested this, that the libertarian viewpoint of a free society would result in such overwhelming peace and prosperity that many people would be freed up regular people would be freed up maybe you could go back to single single working family like where only one parent has to work and the other parent can do that like the like now is only possible in the upper echelon so i feel like things have changed and i and i don't like to come down on the many, many generous people who support these programs. And I just it just saddens me that these guys who promote government redistribution of wealth are really undermining that problem from the beginning. Thank you so much for the call, Linda. Uh, I'm going to take a break. Back to more of that. And uh, I want to play some clips for you of some of the just gross hypocrisy from the DNC. 
800-WSB-TALK, 404-872-0750, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez, on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 40% chance of thunderstorms tomorrow, with a forecast high of 92. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate. Heating and air. And we're talking about the Democrat National Convention, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. What are your impressions? You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I am going to Neil. Neil, you are on with Monica. How are you doing, Neil? Hello. Hey, Neil, you're on the air with Monica. Hi, I, did, I just wanted to, to bring up something to mention that uh, at neither of the conventions was really the issue we had with the national debt really That is such a great point. The national debt drives me absolutely insane, as I'm sure it does for a lot of people. But there are a couple of very real reasons. First of all, I think it's pushing or maybe we'll soon surpass $20 trillion. Okay. The two big problems I have with that is I, I think it is arguable, if not obvious, that this is the most uh, prosperous, richest society in human history. I, I'm going to sure. just get out there and make that claim. Why? Who are we borrowing this money from? Richer people? Why do we need to borrow money? Like, why can't we live within our means? Where You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. Right. There's no reason. And then the other thing is, it's taxation without representation. I am not, I am in, enslaving my children, and they have no say in it whatsoever. So the debt makes me crazy, and I think it's absolutely a... It's, it's, it's a huge cost, and what, what's the... What's the benefit? What are we really doing that we have to do that we can't cut 10, 20 percent out of the budget? Um, for yeah, sake of, uh, uh, I think I think actually achieving debt is the primary goal of government actors, that they know their job is to generate debt. And that is how the financial uh, extremely high powers. I used to be an investment banker and I was not aware of this. I worked really, really hard. I got paid a lot, but I worked like a dog and I, I felt like I earned it and deserved it. But I'm talking about the guys who established the Fed, maybe the guys who own the Fed, that they, they, this is a debt based society, debt based system. They create the debt as their primary goal. And so then, how do, if it's so important, then how did we uh, exist for 200 years? Um, without that being a uh, primary uh, part of the system. Yeah, and didn't we basically start becoming indebted with the Civil War, and then it took off with World War One? War is a big... Revo- well, there's, there's dead and Revolutionary War as well. But I think we retired that. I, I just feel vaguely like the Civil War debt really maybe never even got fully retired or whatever like that. We never really were debt-free, since certainly since World War One. And, and I would argue that there, there's never a reason to have debt, especially in a rich society where we dominate the world militarily, where we have 50% of the world's defense spending is this country. Like, surely we could figure out how to create a nest egg situation and still be able to defend ourselves. Sure. So, and I, I just, I feel like there is never an excuse for government debt is a rare rare occasions perhaps the last time we could justify it was the revolutionary war and i and i uh i i feel like because we were trying to or whatever the war of independence trying to get out from under the yoke of a superpower but there in my mind there's really never a reason for it because how can you uh, you know we should be able to sustain ourselves This is Monica Perez. Give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK, or tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. It's a man!
Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. We are talking about the Democratic National Convention, and I will take any impressions that you want to share. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. So, Brad, do I have any tweets, new tweets coming in? Yes, David's impression of the convention is, we care and they don't, so give us the power and we will make them care whether they like it or not. That definitely goes to my libertarian point of view that government is force and nothing more than force. So if you're going to redistribute wealth, it's going to be at the point of a gun. And that's just the basic philosophy of the the ideological divide in this country. And I, I think it's kind of weird that we even have an ideological divide. Why is half the country believe in uh, individual economic liberty and strict private property rights and minimal government, and the other half believes in redistributing wealth. And I actually think it was imported in the uh, 19th century, maybe around Lincoln's time when Bismarck was, was introducing the welfare state in order to get people to love the kaiser and their dependence on him but i just feel like it's a foreign it's a foreign ideology but it certainly has uh i think it's at probably half the country already so i am going to go to some calls rich uh you are on with monica hi rich hi monica thanks for the call question has anybody uh looked into how far back hillary lies <laughs> Lies are the least of the issues. Were you not aware of her early, uh, the scandals when she first went in the White House? Whitewater, Filegate, Vince Foster? All the way going back with Nixon and Whitewater. Nixon? Yes. When she was with that law firm, she got fired. Oh, I did not. I can't believe I actually did a show of the top 25 Hillary scandals. And I didn't even come across that. Can you give that to me in a nutshell? Uh, not really. I don't have enough information yet. Um, but I'm going to do some more looking into that. Problem. All right. Maybe Brad, while he's sitting here, can can do some research for us and then get back to us a little bit later in the show. But that's very... that I can't believe you got one I didn't even know about, Rich. Yes. Check it out. All right. I'm going to check it out. Thank you for the call. Uh, I'm going to Ken in Loganville. Hi, Ken. You're on with Monica. Yeah, am I here? You are on the air on WSB in Atlanta with Monica. Thank you, Monica. Um, I wanted to express my opinions about what the official uh. status is. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't, I, you gotta, you're not talking fast enough, so I'm gonna have to uh, move on. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. This is rapid fire, man. If you can't get your point out in a minute, I'm not going to be able to uh, to keep the audience interested. Thank you so much for calling, though. I'm going to John in Marietta. Hi, John. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Yeah, that was Watergate. That was a setup. Just because she took some documents home with her, they fire her. It was outrageous. Oh, really? I, I just didn't know that one. I truly didn't. But what yeah. I was in... Go ahead. But you know you're giving giving Hillary a, a hard time. Don't you realize that 
in recent years that she and Bill have given 15% of her income to charity? Well, I mean, if you look at the Clinton Foundation, which is worth a lot of That's money. That's where it went. It was, went from the right-hand pocket to the left-hand pocket. <laughs> the... Those foundations, I did a lot of, or I did enough, some research on the foundations, tax-exempt foundations, as being a way for people to to not have to pay taxes. And how they do it is they set up these foundations and they install their children and their descendants in it basically forever. So these guys have a job. It's it's the equivalent of never having to work again. And it saves them so much money. I mean, this I'm, I'm going back to... The was it the Reese Commission in the fifties? It was called. It was about tax exempt foundations. There are books written about it, and the conclusion was that they not only were ways for the wealthy not to pay taxes, but they were also ways for tax free dollars to be used to infiltrate institutions and uh, uh, influence. I think it might have been part of the House on American Activities Committee, but it had to influence change the direction of the country. So I know. And by the way, when I I'm. I give Hillary a hard time. I give them all a hard time. I gave Trump a hard time, Cruz a hard time. Hillary, not because I want to give them a hard time or I enjoy it or anything. But you don't appreciate what they've been able to accomplish. Who who in the world would have thought you could get almost 50% of uranium deposits in the world under control of one entity? Bill and, and Hillary did that. Is that a good thing? No, they got $145 <laughs> million for it. So you think I'm not giving her a hard enough time? No, you're not. <laughs> hey, look at this. Those Haitians, the money that they were given for that relief fund, where do you think it would go? It would go to corruption. Hey. Bill and Hillary took it over so it would not go to corruption. I have Thank to, you. I have to tell you. I, when my daughter was in kindergarten at uh, a local school here in Atlanta, her teacher said we were taking up a fund on Haiti. It was a while back. And your daughter said, my mom said, don't give that money. It gets stolen. And the teacher said, you can't tell. That's your daughter. I said, why? It's true. And she said, even if it is true, she was she was a righteous chick. She said, even if it is true, you want to teach them about charity. I said, okay. But later on that year, the Haitian elections came up and the the head of the country wouldn't step down. He maintained the state of emergency, and I thought that was kind of telling that that it was too, just too hard to walk away from that pot of gold. And uh, and some I've actually read, I think, William Engdahl, an alternative media oil expert, has said that Haiti had a lot of oil underneath it, and that actually contributed, some gas motions contributed to the earthquake. I have absolutely no way of verifying that or not, but he said that's why everybody converged onto Haiti. That's why you saw Bush and Clinton there, because it had serious, serious value. Anyway, I, uh, I'm really not sure if you thought I went too hard or too easy on her, but I I have no faith in either party, Republican or Democrat. I really feel like that the system is corrupt to the point where nobody could get that far who's literally willing to stick by the founding principles of this country i just don't think it's going to happen so i know that bums people out and it always sounds people always think well if you dislike hillary you must be for the other guy if you dislike this guy you have to be if you don't like trump you have to like cruz and uh, it's not that i i like ron paul because i think he stood the test of time he brought the ideology to the table and he showed that he would 
always stand by those principles. And I and I thought about it. I scrutinized him. Rand Paul took a different tack, so I don't defend him. Don't go to the mat for him the same way. Uh, although I respect his choice. So sorry if uh, if maybe I take it too hard on everybody. I'm going to go to uh, Jerry and Lilburn. Hi, Jerry. You're on with Monica. Yeah, a couple things real fast. Why don't the um, young people and all the people, what's it going to take for them to get up and go vote? They don't know a thing about the national debt, how serious it is. And don't they realize that Bernie can't just take other people's money and give it to them? They'll never let that happen. And, uh, I, I, you know, everybody I talk to that knows anything, they say, you know what, people are just going to wait for the Depression or the horrible recession worse than 2008 before they wake up and, and go to the polls and vote for somebody that's really going to do something good for this country. What's it going to take for people to wake up and, and and know what the national debt is and what it's going to do to the dollar down the road. Yeah. Well, I would ask you something, Jerry. Do you think two things that the that your vote gets to where it's going? Uh, that there's there, that our voting is free and fair, and that every vote counts, and it's totally on the up and up. I would ask you that, and then I would also ask you: Do you think that, or like I do, that we're past the point where someone could make it that far and get elected who would sincerely make that change? You yeah, still well, believe in the system? I think we should go through the popular vote and vote for president that way because the Democrats have it, you know, fixed. You know, they get too many electoral votes because of the big inner cities and the blue states. So, you know, somebody could actually win the popular vote and still lose the White House by a lot of electoral votes. So I wish we could change it to that. I would like term limits. And no, it's beyond what one president can do. It's going to take both houses, a whole lot of uh, getting serious, like renegotiate our debt with these countries. We've borrowed the interest of $650 billion, renegotiate that, balance the budget immediately. And, and one thing people don't realize, illegal immigration cost this country $1 trillion every three years. If you go back how far they've been here, every penny of our national debt could be paid off with the money we've wasted on not having a border down there, you know. So. Well, I, I'll tell you, Jerry, I've done a, a lot of work on the immigration stuff. I think it's very hard, just like with NAFTA, it's very hard to get the real numbers, the real compelling uh what to quantify in dollars the costs and benefits of of trade rules of immigration policies immigration flows i'm not an open borders libertarian in a free society i i without free, i recognize the rights of people to work and travel i understand the immigration issue because we have these national borders which I believe were really just established to national boundaries are really just established tax zones, basically, who has the authority to tax. But when uh, when people take away your your absolute control over your own private property, that's when people push out and want to control the bigger borders. But as so I'm not saying, oh, you're crazy. Immigrants are 100 percent good or 100 percent bad. Just saying quantifying it is I, I wouldn't always believe there's a lot of agendas going on around the immigration issue. So it's hard to get good numbers. That's all I will say. I don't want to go down that. <laughs> I don't want to change the subject. I'm going to Rana in Canton. Hi, Rana. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I wanted to ask you, I came in on the conversation about the vote of fraud, and I wanted to know what you think about 
if you're in the voting area, how do you how can you tell if there's fraud going on? What was the, the average person? Yeah. Okay. There's a great resource in Georgia called VoterGA.org, and and I heard a, a an interview on there once by a woman who is either founding or prominent in another thing called Black Box. Black Box was an organization, and the idea the the. It's really that you need to have paper ballots and they need to be monitored openly. Oh. You need to be able to watch them and sit with them. And if you're just going into a booth, into an electronic machine and just rubbing your hand on it or poking a thing and just walk away, you're it is 100% an act of faith in government. That's that it needs to fundamentally change and in some countries I think Germany has a much is closer to that paper ballot ideal. I I personally have never seen a, a, a written ballot so we just go to the machines, and that's what you do. But don't they take the information, your license and your um, where you live and what have you, before you can go into that booth? Well, all I remember about registering is that I wrote my. I just it was pretty simple to register, but then I had to get it in the mail early at my address, so I wouldn't have gotten the registration information if I hadn't seen it at home. Uh, but one time I volunteered to watch the polls. So I sat in a like a windowless warehouse for 12 hours. I read an entire thing. It was when Kasim Reed first ran against Mary Norwood. And they were bringing boxes, plastic blo- boxes in on dollies and stuff. But I wasn't counting the vote or watching people count the vote. And I, I, I had absolutely no way to assess whether it was valid or not. I actually, I was really upset about it personally because i felt like i was part of this i was trying to help and see for myself and i saw nothing it was a total bummer uh nick wants to know if i support gary johnson so i'm going to take his call next right after the break 800 wsb talk you can tweet at me at monica perez show monica perez on news 95.5 at am 750 wsb 81 degrees outside the studio cloudy skies weekend weather brought to you by shoemate heating and air so we have a little follow-up on one of the earlier calls, right, Brad? You did a little research for me? Yes. Uh, Clinton was dismissed for unethical behavior uh, in violation of House rules. This is according to Jerry Zeffman in his book, Hillary Pursuit of Power. She was colluding with a uh, strategist for Ted Kennedy in order to increase his chances of getting elected by keeping Nixon in office. So you're saying when she worked on the Watergate investigation, right. she was fired by her firm, right. not just for bringing stuff home innocently, but for doing it for political purposes to serve Ted Kennedy. Exactly. Okay, so we, I, I recommend people do their research on stuff like this. So that's we got the call. And then we've got some uh, on-the-spot research here, but you got to dig in because, uh, you know, it's hard to find the truth. Everybody's got an agenda. I'm going to Nick in Atlanta. Nick, uh, give it to, give me a quick hit. What you got? Hey, Monica. So I've heard you before talk about Gary Johnson and how he sort of hijacked uh, the libertarian ticket, even though he's not really one. But I just had a quick question. You know, there's a lot of never Trump and a lot of never Hillary's and, and I think people are going to vote one way or the other more to keep the other one out of office. Um, I know that Johnson's not perfect on a lot of issues and people have problems with him and certain things, but I feel like to me, he's a better candidate. Um, and he's, you know, a little more conservative, uh, and actually qualified to be a, a president than either one of these two people. I just wanted to see, kind of what you thought and why, you know, some of your other radio colleagues like Eric Erickson, some of these others don't even, 
you know, mention him or give him any chance to, to even win. Well, I don't I don't know about the other guys, uh, and I don't really think Gary Johnson hijacked the Libertarian Party. I think that William Weld as a VP choice was a setup and a mistake, but that that doesn't have to be a deal breaker. I, for one, am a vote no evil person. I won't vote for evil. I will not vote for the lesser of two evils. I have written in Ron Paul before. I'm not saying I wouldn't do that, but I feel like it's uh, it's it would be a reasonable choice to vote the Libertarian Party despite the hiccups. Uh, tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Back after the break. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.